welcome to Lace Out's 100th episode with your hosts, Pips and J-Dog, for the 100th time. Round of applause to us. It's formal night here. Both of us dressed in nothing but the best for the best to bring us along to the number one AFL podcast this side of the Westgate Bridge. We say it every week. Without you viewers and without you listeners, we don't have a show. So thank you very much for tuning in again. Jamie Wallace, how are you going most importantly? Tell you what, it's been a long season, but I can uh, unwind a bit and just think a few of the... Hang on, get the, get the branding right, get the branding for the sponsors. Think a few of those. Yes, and I'm on the Burbans tonight, the Burbans. Very good. The 100th episode, nothing but the best for the best. So I'm looking forward to a massive, <laughs> a massive episode because, yes, the season is over. So much to talk about. Congratulations, Jamie Wallace. Get, like I said, everybody, get on the chat tonight. We want, we want some interaction with you all. 100th episode, what's been your highlights? We've got so much to talk about. I, I don't know where to begin. I don't know where to start. Maybe we'll just start with the news uh, or something, maybe some – Oh, no, Jay, where do you want to go, mate? Where do you want to go? What's been your highlight for uh, for your 100th episodes? Three seasons together. Oh, it's been, you know what? It's It's been a journey, really. Like, in reflection of, like, where it all began and how I joined it. And when you kicked it off and all the tech things that we've tried, all the equipment that we've purchased, it's all been such a learning journey in weekly podcast i don't know it, it feels it feels harder than it should be but at the same time it's so much so much joy comes from it it's like uh, marriage like kids <laughs> they don't give you a rule book for this and i think what's taken it one step further is when we started off and uh i think it was the start of the year we decided to to go live every tuesday night it's just expanded things off it's you know it's an empire it's massive. It's huge. Yeah, Merv, Merv's already on. He's a listener every single week. He gets on and has a bit of a crack. His doggies got through, so I've got plenty to talk about this week about the doggies. But everyone gets on. They have a bit of a laugh. What's going to be on this week? We've got listeners from all across Australia. We've got. We've even got. I've even got a special message from one of our viewers from overseas. Sent us in a video. So we're going to play that for you all later on. But it's just. It's just awesome to be able to do this every single week. Yeah. Uh, and just being talk about the great game that is football with an absolute superstar such as yourself. And we um, it does not get better than this. And we spoke about like when we first kicked off. You know, you know, I used to work together, and we used to have these conversations every week, every Monday, Tuesday, basically through to Friday. It was nonstop at each other about football. And then we didn't work for each other for a few years. And then when we picked it up, I was like, yeah, nah, this is good. This was fun. It is. So, this is fun. That's the thing, people. It is absolutely fun. And we do it because people want it. You know, I get messages every weekend going, Peps, where's your ants? Or what's going on with the D's this weekend? Or, you know, people going about Port Adelaide. Who's going who's gonna to win the flag? Oh, every question under the sun. Who's Melbourne getting in the trade period? Is Jack Viney going here? Is Charlie Dixon overrated? Would you stay at this? You name it. We, we've mm. talked about it. And we've had some cracking guests over that time as well, too. We've we have. Some magnificent interviews. That's one thing I'm going to ask you. Um, on the quick hands a little bit later on is who's been your favourite interview. Okay. And listeners, who's been your favourite interview uh, we've had over the last um, three years? So, oh, apparently we both look like butlers, Jamie, <laughs> in, our, in our tuxes. Uh, don't know if we look like t- uh, butlers, but it's uh, we've gone formal wear for everybody who's just tuning in because it is our 100th. And we had to we had to put the the, the best the best uh, the best on for everybody as well too. So we're going to get straight into it now. It's news time. We're going to start with the news. Um, where do you want to start, Jamie? Where would you like to pick things off? There's so let's, much to talk about. I'll, I'll let you pick out the first. Well, let's just go from the top, Peps. Let's go from the top, starting at the top, number one position on the ladder. Oh, okay. So do you want to talk about the uh, the ladder? Should we get the ladder up? For the people let's who don't know, let's get the ladder up because I don't know if the people know, but uh, the ladder has disappeared, but I'll get it in just a moment. <laughs> I had everything set up. I had everything set up, ready to go, and the ladder hundred hundred 100th show, and you go and just fudge it like this. 
Oh, it's just it's it's how we roll here at Lace Out. One, you don't send me the link until thirty seconds before we go live, and then number two, now you just wreck the ladder. Like, no, nah, we'll it's get it. Just it's just a learning experience. I had the ladder in. ready to go, and it you, just won't. Like, don't don't matter. pets be genuine and don't lie to our listeners. I would never do that. Oh, it's the round nine ladder. We don't need the round nine ladder. Oh, this is this is this is going really well. Going really well all right <laughs> let's get back let's, let's let's talk about something before we get the ladder all right let's all talk right. about um i don't know something that you wanted to bring up all right um peps i want to take our listeners all the way back oh yeah i want to take them all the way back to your number one podcast and we spoke a little bit about it last week and i did a bit of my my best impression of you yeah peps for the listeners can we just um can we listen to what your intro was at episode number one? This is the ep- this is the intro from episode number one. Welcome to the Laces Out podcast. This is your host, Christopher Pepper. Thanks, Noah, for that fantastic introduction. Thank you, listeners, for tuning into the first ever main edition of the Laces Out podcast. And I'm an avid footballer, football lover, Melbourne supporter, and I just want to share my thoughts on this great game every week. So tune in. Subscribe, you'll get a review of the week's games every single week in my own personal thoughts, opinions, as well. <laughs> oh, shit. Hey, Peps. Oh, gosh. Peps, that, that does sound like something that I've heard before. Did you try and copy someone from the Channel 7 commentary team? Well, when we did, uh, yeah, well, we're showing how well we're going. Chris, what a stuff up, Dad. Thanks, Big Trev. Re- appreciate, the, appreciate the, uh, the love there. Uh, yeah, he's, 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 first episode, he's watched live, and this is what happens. Uh, yeah, it might have rung a bell, maybe something like this. Brett Kirk, Sydney Swans co-captain. He's in the Essendon rooms. I just want to give you a bit of an insight into the Saturday afternoon team. We're a bunch of unique individuals. We're going to engage with our minds and our hearts. We're going to exchange ideas, thoughts, and even our energy. And to speak from your heart, you need to have courage. You need to be honest and authentic. We're not always going to get it right. And sometimes you're not going to agree with us, but that's okay. Because just like you, we care. Just like you, we're passionate about the game. So if you want to come along for the ride, join us on Saturday Arvos because we just love it. <laughs> you know what? Oh, Jesus. All right. All right. Oh, you intros haven't, haven't got even better than that. You, gotta, you know, it, it's, it's just Brent thought, and you've said it right, mate. You've got to start somewhere. You've got to start, you've got to start at the bottom, oh. and hopefully one day we'll climb off the bottom. <laughs> Jesus. How Sorry for the you... technical issues earlier on, people. How, oh. did we, how did we make it to 100 and we have a start like that? Like, I feel as flat as a tack. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you know, can I take it one step further? This is Chris Pepper. Yes. <laughs> I forgot to push record. Oh, you dickhead. <laughs> oh, thank God. Oh, I'm an absolute flog. All right. Enough with, enough with the shenanigans, mate. Enough with the shenanigans. I think it's okay. time for us. Let's get into the news. Let's right get into on. the news of the rounds. All right. Plenty to talk about. You lead us off, big fella. All right. Where do you so want to start? Let's start at the top. Let's start with Port Adelaide. You want to start with Port Adelaide? Okay, what I would do, you like to I talk do. about with Port Adelaide? Talk about well, Port Adelaide. Let's just let's just um, you and I probably at the start of the at the whole season sort of gave each other the whole you know like the what the eyes when Ken Hinckley said we are here to win premierships and that's our aim and when you and I sort of went ooh that sounds that sounds like a lofty ambition considering you finished tenth the season before and looked yep. nowhere near it. Yep, they've done it from round one. To round 18. Yeah, but yeah, it's a shortened season though, mate. I know. And so but... there was, you know, if you think about it, there was another five opportunities for people to to crawl back and take that from you. But we didn't have it. So I think there'll be an asterisk next to it. Oh. <laughs> Listeners, do you think there'll be an asterisk next to this one? I think there'll be an asterisk next to this one. Peps, remind me how your, um, remind me how your To Halligan series is going. That was really good. Which one was that? The, the Demons. Oh, To Hell and Back. To yeah. back, yeah. How's we're, that going? We're, we're we're on our way back. Okay, actually, right. no, no, no. It, it's it actually did work because we did go to hell, and we're back in ninth position. So <laughs> that suits us perfectly. All right, have a look at this ladder. Okay, so 
We have a look at this ladder. Port Adelaide, congratulations on top. Just made it by percentage. Richmond third. There's your top four with the Cats. I don't know how they do it every single bloody year. They shit me. West Coast are going to have another. Um, now, West Coast are playing a home final. Who would have thought, though, earlier on in the season, when they were getting their pants pulled down up in the Gold Coast uh, region, that they would have come back with uh, their wind in the sails to pinch a fifth. The Saints, look, I'll be honest, I'm completely shattered they made it. I've got a lot of Saints supporters <laughs> out there. I'd been fanging for you to miss out, and I thought GWS were going to bring the Bickies home last week, and they completely fudged it for me. The Western Bulldogs, they're my danger team. If they can pull everything together, they're still got a couple of things up for that they've got to work out. But if they get this right, they're going to be in a very good position. Collingwood are just making up the numbers. Yeah, they're getting a couple extras back, but it's not going to make much of a difference. And there is uh, us again in ninth. Yeah, suit you. Suit you to a T. Uh, GWS, Carlton, Fremantle, played some really good footy in the back end of the year. Essendon, yeah. Yes, and duds. Uh, the Gold Coast Suns, shade went on them. The Hawks, they've been defeathered. The Swans, uh, stuck season. North Melbourne, the. <laughs> what does that mean? What? Swans? Duck season. Just shoot them. Um, <laughs> North Melbourne, they're woeful. And the Adelaide Crows have had more wins in September in one year than Essendon have had over the last 21. So. Uh, yeah, lots to sort of look at there. Lots to look at. Fantastic for you all. I know I gave you a call last night. Uh, listeners, Jamie had a tear. He had a tear uh, in his eye. He had his son on his son on his lap, and he was saying, son, this is what football's all about. I'm glad I could share it with you. <laughs> Peps, um, can't, Peps can't do this with his son. <laughs> well, the thing is, though, Peps, um, now I know, the, I know that you know this because it's in our show notes, but... What is the name of the trophy for the person, for the team that finishes on top? It's the most unknown, no one gives a shit about award ever. All right. Can I prove this point? I'm going to prove this, right? Our listeners who are watching this now will know what the trophy is called that the person who ends up on top gets at the end of the season. Don't okay. Google it, you dirty cheats. Yeah. We know our audience. Come on, we know our audience. You're our okay. Well, the, well, this guy, this guy, Mark Pepper, to Helen back season two, follow the preseason of an MCC M- <laughs> MCC. Yeah, that that's pretty much exactly right, big fella. Uh, yep. So Mossy's come out with no idea. It's actually the McClellan Trophy. If anyone knows who does follow the football, yep, yep, exactly right. Look at this, big Trev. Trev said the same thing to Chris and I back in 1987 after Jimmy ran across the mark. Thanks, Trev. <laughs> Just no chance whatsoever. But it's the McClellan Trophy, and there you go. Look at, see, I told you Merv would know it. He's a encyclopedia. But the good thing about it was it used to be the under-19s, the reserves, and the seniors, depending on where you finished, yeah. who had the least amount of points, or, you know, the lowest score or yeah, highest, cool. yeah. would get it now because they got rid of the under-19s and they got rid of the reserves. Funny enough, what, 30-odd years later, they want to go back to that type of setup. So, yeah, it is the McClellan Trophy, and they've got that. It's the first bit of silverware since uh, the pewter, the key to the city was given to Port Adelaide. Um, And now you use it to unlock all the handcuffs of your players who breach any type of uh, postseason Mad Monday shenanigans. What are you talking about? Our our players are clean. Yeah, okay. Well, you know who is not clean? Well, he's probably clean inside is this bloke. Um, Do you know the the Violent Femmes? They had a song called uh, Blister in the Sun. I do. Well, there's actually a pista in the suns, Stewie Dew's public (laughs) disaster. All right. So is this a story and a half or what? Well, yeah, Peps, I've got to be honest. When I first looked at that, looked at the photo, I thought he was at an ATM. It looked like one of those round ATMs seen all the nightclubs. You know, there's, just a, there's no-name ATMs. Like, they call it like Cash Machine or something. Oh, the, the, the mighty, my, my ATM or whatever? Don't they, don't they sponsor the Port Power? <laughs> we, they, <laughs> <laughs> they, did, they did back. They did back when we were struggling. I'm not going to lie. We probably... Slipped a couple of fifties in our in our accounts as well, but um, I thought it was an ATM, but obviously very wrong. He's having a piss against the wall. Yeah, and you know what makes it even worse that one of his seniors, assistant senior people at the club, videoed it, shared it around, and then came out with this. They've come out with this, right? Please don't share this with anyone. <laughs> Fucking idiot. 
it's 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 yeah. It's like if um yeah, you wouldn't do it. Okay. But yeah, whoever yeah, I like this comment. Whoever was the scum who recorded him, sour grapes. It's pretty piss poor, and I'm tipping what though. Hey, boom, how to show? Piss poor. <laughs> okay, now, nah, but what I'm trying to say is, it's not piss poor, but it hasn't been the only time a Stewie Jew took the piss. He took the piss in the 2008 AFL Grand Final with the single greatest cameo in a single Grand Final, better than Meatloaf's cameo, better than Lionel Richie's cameo. Better than uh, even your cameo. No, even your cameo in 19, uh, 1997. <laughs> or, no, our cam- or our 2007. cameo in 2007. 2007. Yeah. What about the elephant? That was a cameo too. Yeah, but that was at Arden Street. That's a different thing altogether. But oh. he, he was an absolute gun. People, get. we're going to put the footage on our on, on the Facebook page. We're going to put the footage up there of Stewie Jew just dominating the 2008 grand final. And have a look what this guy did. He probably weighs about 10 to 15 kilos less, which is still probably 30 to 40 kilos over a normal playing weight of an AFL footballer these days. But he was an absolute truck. He knew what his role was, and I reckon he's got the Gold Coast heading in the right direction. Just don't piss their careers up against the wall like you did uh, that night. So, yeah, not good, not good. Just the the thing at the end of the season, maybe we're a bit bit jaded now, Pep. So I've done this now for 100 episodes. You know, we're basically – we're basically – we're basically no names. We're still no um, <laughs> The footy players on Instagram and social media just don't record dumb shit and then don't say don't share it because guess what's going to happen every time? No. It's going to be short. It's going to be shared. So yeah. don't do it. Do not do not record that dumb shit ever. Yeah. Nah, nah. <laughs> Absolutely. Be sensible, yeah. people. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's not good. Don't do it. Don't do it, people. Okay, just you wanna, you know, if you're, if you're at a way in a pub, we've all been there. We've all done yeah, it. Yeah, but and, don't record it. Oh, there was this for a cameo, Tom Boyd. No, he, he, he got paid what seven million over seven seasons. Played three or four at the most. He won him a flag. I'd take that. I would take that. You can look up against your wall and see your little bulldogs jumper with your replica medallion and signatures, and it cost you fifteen grand. Kids can't go to private schools anymore. Not that they were anyway. Um, I'd, I'd love to have that. I'd love to say, kids, you're not going to private school because of that jumper. I'd love to. And I don't think I'll ever get there. Not if they don't make some massive decisions. Okay. Uh, all, right. all right. Now, next so, one. So the next one that I wanted to, to bring up, and it's another one that you uh, you brought up, Harley Bunnell. Mm. Quick one. Another COVID breach. <sighs> Tired about talking about it, but we have to do it because we are a podcast. Yeah, well, we have to bring it up. You know, the thing is, I've got I've got a bit of leeway for him on this one because he wasn't going to get picked this week. We weren't going to make finals. And he thought he wasn't playing for the rest of the year, so he didn't think there was an issue. Went to a mate's house, had a couple of beverages. It's only cost him four games and 50 What an idiot. What an idiot. What? what? They, was, they were still live. Go? They were still live, potentially, at that point, to play in the following week or two weeks, sorry. What would you do it for? What I don't – well, the thing that I don't get right is why would you go to your mate – let's put this in perspective, people, all right? Everyone listening to this right now, agree with me or don't agree with me if you're listening to this on your podcast, in the car, at home, doing the dishes. Why would you go out to your mate's house, to your mate's house, when you could go down to the pool – where the AFL collection of wags are G-banging in the sun <laughs> during happy hour between three and six every night. Don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea, but I'm tipping it was the wrong decision. You, it's just silly. From a professional ethics point of view, it's silly because your team was still live and you may have got caught up. You don't know. Yep. There could have been an injury. There could have been anything. It's a fair point. Joel Michael, avid listener. He's here every week. Joel, exactly right. Fair point. I don't hey, know down why. The pool. He, down the pool. I don't know why he's talking about Harley Bunnell or the pool. <laughs> it, it's, it's a single. It's a single biggest collection of dental floss they've seen at a resort since the uh, 2004 um, Australian Dental 
Association's convention. It's oh. it's sensational. All right, bad joke. Let's move on. All right, so something that uh, happened today was the best under twenty two players. Mm. The twenty two under twenty two mm-hmm. were released. Mm-hmm. Um, and look, I'm I'm going to say this. It's a bit of a bit of a crappy type of thing, isn't it? Are we trying to be too American no, here? Like, do you see Tess, any? Tess, I reckon it's a you bit, went, you it's a bit went, of a wank. You went me last year for calling the Australian the the, the all Australian team a complete bullshit. Yeah, and now you're just trying to have a crack saying this is bullshit. No, well it is. Peps, you're all in or you're all out. What are you? Um, I'm all out on this one. <laughs> Because none of our players made it, all right? You don't like it? Stiff, all right? I can't even get Joel Michael's thingo off. Look, it is a bit of a good team, but... Hey, 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 what are you doing to Joel Michael? Oh, no, no, I just can't get him off the screen. Hey. hey. We'll, we'll figure it out later. Uh, look, there's some guns on there. Melbourne didn't get a player in there. I don't think Hawthorne got a player in there either. Funny enough, the, the person who's probably better than them all, um, Mr. Rao, Matt Rao, couldn't get in because he didn't play enough games. Who would you want from Melbourne there? Maybe Fritch? No, I would take, uh, I think, as a small four. No, actually, I reckon Trent Rivers, out of the three of them, will be the most consistent. I think, I think, okay. um, yeah, I, I think Jackson's going to be all right. Pickett's going to be a gun, but he's going to be, he's going to be a bit Cyril Rioli like what I mean. He's going to have his ups and downs. But yeah. I reckon Rivers, he's, he's, he's a 200, as they would say, he's a 200 game player, unless someone from Perth offers him $850,000 a year over a five year contract. <laughs> and then he can go and we get two first round, first round draft picks back for him. But yeah. look, some cracking names there. Butters has had a great year. The astronaut, don't know if he's going to get back for finals. Uh, I think they got the Kings the wrong way. I think Max is the not as good as Ben. Mm. Um, like I said, this. Yep. We, we, um, we chatted about this last week. I said that Max, I, I prefer Max more than Ben. Yeah, I, I prefer their twin, their other twin brothers, uh, Wayne and Bon. <laughs> they couldn't get a game either. Um, I'll do like Hugh McCluggage. Hunter Clark, a bit of a gun there as well too. Yeah. Uh, Jordan Riley, what an absolute star. Essendon supporters on this, watching this live, you must have a bit of a Chubbs Farquhar. This bloke has come in. Uh, nine games under his season. He's won your best and fairest. So what does it say? He's an absolute gun or the rest of your list is absolute tripe? Yeah. And I think it's option B. No one wants yep. to be there. Are, no you, surprised, are you surprised there. that Adam Sarah didn't get um, an on-field position? Oh, it's all cannon fodder anyway, mate. You reckon like, it's just, yeah, just yeah, in there? Yeah, I think they just put him on there. So yep. the, oh, this is not a team. Where's your second? Who's your second Ruckman? Maybe Ben King. No, it's, okay. uh, it could be it could be Ben King. Why not? We got two, the two King yeah. brothers there. Isaac yeah. Rankin do the old Melbourne trick. Put the old smallest guy in the field in the ruck to try and uh, tank your giraffes. Yeah. Well, but, <laughs> hey, listen, we know about tanking, my friend. We know more tanking than World War One and Two put together. All right. Oh, here we go. Now, now I'm hearing it all. Here we go. Hey. Oh, Max King. Hey, there we go. Hey. Welcome to the first time for the year. You must have made finals. Ed, Ed's a St Kilda supporter. <laughs> okay. He doesn't know what September action's like, so he's um, going to find it a little bit weird. Actually, funny enough, he still won't know what September action is because by this time next week, it'll be October. So once again, mate, no more September action for the Saints. All right. But now plenty of cracking names on there. Andy McGarra, he gets he gets the chocolate. So good on him, I reckon. So, yeah, plenty to like about that team there. Rightio. Um, we're going to go next because I these these there's next... so much to talk about, isn't there? Um, we want to go. Do you want to, We've got three topics left in our news segment. We've got Haya, oh, Haya, Snake, Snake, oh, Snakes and, and Ladders. Oh, we've got, or, or we've got Down to the Eight. Ooh, oh, let's go. Uh, snakes and Ladders for 2021. Okay. All right. So Snakes and Ladders listeners, I want you to uh, send us a line on, on the Facebook page or in the comments as we go along. And it's simply this, all right? So I'm going to put the graphic back up of the round 18 ladder. All right. R- round nine would be good. <laughs> no, no, you can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> The bastard just disappeared again. I'm having a mare tonight. You reckon after all this time, I would have figured out how to do the damn thing. All right, I'll do it again. Let's rewind that. All right. I told you we're going to get a producer. The good thing we're not live. 
All right, round 18 ladder. All right. So the question I have for, for this one when we talk about snakes and ladders is looking at the bottom nine or the bottom, uh, yeah, from nine to 18, yeah. who next year is, who in your mind is going to be a snake and slide down the ladder and who's potentially going to move up the ladder based what on what, they, yeah, what based on called? what you've seen there. What are they they're, called? They're called ladders. Ah, okay. They're going to, right, the yeah. ladders are going to climb the ladders. Right. Okay. All, All right. right. Let me make it too technical, all right? So put your head in the screen so people can see you. I spent a lot of money on these shirts. Hang on, hang on. All right, so here's what I think. If I had to go three, that'll go up, and three, that'll go down. GWS will go down. Mm-hmm. Okay, they've, they've, their premiership window is closed. And so they're just going to – they are – I think might have a question about that a little bit later on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Essendon will slide down further. Just they're going to lose too much and not bring anything in. Yep. And the interesting one, I think that will slide a little bit further, will be, I think Hawthorne. They're getting okay. a bit of, they're getting rid of some pretty experienced players, and I don't know what they're going to be bringing in. It's too much of a mystery. So if I'm going on what I've seen and what they're losing, I would say that they're the three that would go down. In relation to the ones going up, I can see Fremantle climbing. Yeah. I can see definitely Gold Coast because they played pretty good football until the end of the year. Unfortunately, they just ran out of petrol tickets. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt Rowell coming back is virtually going to be a brand new recruit for them. And if they throw up uh, Rory Laird going up to the, up there as well, <laughs> and the proper King brother. And the other one I think that that might get off the bottom will be Adelaide. Okay. What I saw in that last month of footy shows that they've got something to work with. I think if you can have some forward momentum moving into the, the start of next preseason, something to look forward to. Mm-hmm. Um, that's going to, yeah, that's going to be. And like I said, I didn't pick North because North really can't get much lower. They, they, they scraped from bottom after winning their first two games by percentage. Yeah, yeah. You wouldn't have said that a month ago. So that just shows Adelaide are on the right path. North aren't. So what about you? Um. I'm probably – I agree with what you've said there. And this year I was thinking about it just overall with the fact that there is no under-18 competition. Are some of those clubs who may be holding picks wanting to trade them for established players? Yep. Or are they wanting to run the risk of, of – tipping in to this under 18 competition and having to look at their underages from last year and, and think who could be and who could not be. So trading issues are interesting. So Hawthorne is interesting because I think they've always traditionally gone to mature age players this year. I don't think mature age players are wanting to go in there because they are looking so far from a premiership that, that the lure is gone now. Yep. So I think you might be right. I think Hawthorne are probably going to slide a bit and we'll have to redraft and go through that system again. Um, for me, I think the ladders are going to be, yeah, I agree with Carlton. I think they are. I agree with Fremantle. I think they are. And I'm probably going to go Adelaide. Gold Coast still concerns me, Pep. And the reason why Gold Coast concerns me is because, once again, they've had a season where the one player's gone down and the whole club just seems to fall down around it. We had Yeah, no. Nah. I don't agree. I don't agree. Okay, I don't okay. agree. And, and the reason why I don't agree is because a month to go in the season last year, they yeah. were cooked. Six weeks after the end of the season, they were stuffed. This year, they pushed it right to the end. Now, yeah, they did fall up in the in the last game. Well, they lost in the last game. Okay, they beat lost to Hawthorne, the team that's going to slide. <laughs> but that's another year. They, they were a lot more consistent. They finished up with a percentage of ninety point six. All right, that's better than one, two, three, four, five other clubs. The closer you get to that hundred mark, means that you're doing all right. Now, if you look at their percentage over the last number of years, it was nowhere near ninety. Yeah. So they 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 could have been like Hawthorne. They could have been like Sydney and, and the other two who fell off the off the planet completely. Well, the percentage just I, means I just you're breaking like even. Yeah, you're breaking even, and that's what they want to do. They want to be break. They want to make. Well, they want to break most even with it anyway. So I reckon. I reckon that's in a good spot. Um, something just got blown up in terms of the eight. And we'll talk about the eight next week because I think that's if we use up all the petrol tickets tonight, we've got nothing for next week's show. Yeah. Uh, but one thing that uh, one of the guys on the chat said, Joel Michael, he's uh, said the P's, the pies go down, the D's go up, but no further changes to the eight. Well, you know what? They've already taken me to hell and back. Unless they're going to release another documentary on uh, what's further than hell to Molten Core and back, then I, I don't know how that's going to work. Um 
yeah, I can't I can't agree with that one. Unfortunately, I don't think I don't think the I don't think Melbourne will make it unless they make some wholesale changes. Which is hey, we've got plenty to talk about when we get to that as well too. So, alrighty, let's um let's drop that one off because I've got something. Um, our latest episode's about to hit, and that's Judge Jamie. Judge Jamie, are you ready to go? I am. Hold on, let me get, Hold get on. everything in. Uh, you got you ready? You got the got the only ones cut. All right. Court is in order. Judge Jamie Wallace presiding over only a couple of cases this week, Pep. So people have been on their, on their good behaviour this week. Maybe if it was the final week, people are wanting to get on the cans more than anything else. They're not going to pay fines coming into. They'd be getting, geez, I tell you what, they'd be getting on the cans around the pool in this hub, wouldn't they? They would oh, be. Geez. All right. First case. Be great looking cans. Toby Nan Curvis has been charged with engaging in rough conduct against Rory Laird. And in summary, he can accept a $1,000 sanction for an early plea. Guilty. Josh Kennedy from the West Coast Eagles has been charged with tripping and it's a fixed financial sanction against Luke McDonald from North Melbourne. And in summary, he can accept a $500 sanction with an early plea. Guilty. Hey, how much tripping do you reckon there's going to be on the Gold Coast now that the season's finished? (laughs) (laughs) And they're the only only two peps. They'll be disco bicking left, right and centre. Judge Jamie, he's been our favourite amongst the listeners over the last couple of weeks, and there has been a massive, massive push for that uh, segment not to come back next year. Okay, so, um, all righty. Now, did you know how many people flew up in total for the hub up in Queensland? 7,451. No, not that much. Okay. It was around about, I think it's something like, it's around about 60 to 70 per team. Times that by 18, so you're probably looking around about 1,300, couple extra, maybe about two grand up there. Mm-hmm. That's a hell of a lot less than 5,862, which is the day since Essendon last won a final. Who would have thunk about that? And after what they served up against the Ds on the weekend, that's going to be, like I said, give that they get to 10,000. We want them to get to 10,000 because that is going to be bigger than the 100th show of Lace Out. It's going to be massive. Huge. Huge. All righty. Yep. Okay. Um now, this has been a segment that we ran for uh, last year. It's only been around once or twice this year, but it's making a comeback for tonight. Jamie, you don't even know this one's coming. It's the fry pan. The fry pan, the fry pan is back. And uh, let me just uh, turn on the stove. Let me just get this bad boy uh, cooking. Right here. Yeah. Oh, you turn off the, uh, you, you've got the digital one. You've, you've still got my Lord Normies. Oh, yeah, yeah, we've got it going. We've got it going. All right, just uh, turn the gas burners down a little bit. All right, I'm aiming at this one. At the All-Australian Selectors, you are the biggest bunch of nuffies. Ooh. You are a complete set of nuffies. Can I just put... Ah, oh, I know where this is going already. You are such a sore loser. I don't know why you have to say that. It's a factual point. I know where this is going already. All right, so the All-Australian, All-Australian squad... The All-Australian squad was launched today, all right? Now, they have completely stuffed up a number of these positions. All right. So here are some, here are some notable omissions and people who got in. All right. So the first one, can someone tell me how Darcy Moore, Darcy Moore AFL's version of Kira Knightley, got in and Harris Andrews over Stephen May? How did Tom Papley and Dan Butler get in front of Charlie Cameron when there was only a goal of difference and the first two didn't do anything in the last month of football? Nick Vlosten over Adam Saad, please. Nick Nat over Goldstein, are you kidding me? And Pendlebury, Pendle who? Over Jared Lyons. That is an absolute disgrace for the AFL selectors who have picked that squad of players. It just goes to show it's not who you know, it's how many specials you get. And if you've got uh, basketball backgrounds or if you're wearing dreadlocks, that's what gets you in the team, not skill, 
not stats. And if you look that up on the AFL website and check out their fantasy points, the people that I have said that should have got in there, they are kicking the asses of the ones who did. So have a good hard look at yourself. Stephen May, he should be the All-Australian fullback. He absolutely smashed it this year. Yeah, I'm pretty peeved about that. And I'm tipping there's people on the, on the chat, and people listening to this who are in the same boat about their team as well. Cook us off. <laughs> you are so petty. In a season that you've literally had nothing to hold on to, you're just you're just going at anything these days. You're we take anything. You're like a you're like a greyhound. You just I, anything that comes past, you got to just rip into. Oh, I tell you, talk about ripping and tearing. Have a look at this for a comment. I reckon an absolute corker. Hey, Chris, would you go to a nightclub with Big Trev like Eddie did with his son? <laughs> Roscoe, I would go with Big Trev because I tell you what, when he's on the dance floor listening to a bit of uh, Jesse's Girl, he gets these ones going. <laughs> oh, he gets out of he gets absolutely out of control. He gets a he gets a flute of yellow and he just rips it up on the dance floor. <laughs> he's got the disco balls shining off his bald spot. Oh, it's it's a sight for sore eyes, mate. It's an absolute sold. Uh, yeah, and it's true. May should be a lock. Absolute. Yeah, they're Joel Michael. He's an absolute star on, on it. All righty. All right, Jamie, it's time for some quick hands, my friend. Some quick hands. Let's get on it. Let's get on it. Quick hands. All right. First quick hands for the night is, would you pay 850 grand for a halfback? Which is my quick hands, are you? Yeah, well, we're going to discuss it together. I come up with them every other week. It's time for you to actually bring something to the party. <laughs> All right, crikey, I ordered our bloody taxes. I ordered our taxes. Fair, right. fair, fair. Now, the, reason, the reason why I say that is apparently that's what the figure that's been thrown around at Zach Williams to go to Carlton over five years. Yeah. The, the thing I, that I – Yeah, sorry, I, you go. I'd, I'd be asking, which way is the door? <laughs> if you were hey, Zach Williams, you'd run, wouldn't you? Just yep. Hey, hey, Google, take me to Princess Park. <laughs> exactly, and, and Google just went off on my phone too when I said that. Exactly right. Why wouldn't you go for eight fifty? Eight fifty for a halfback, the easiest position to play on the ground. Yep, absolute. Yep. You know, oh, yeah. No, I wouldn't say that. Oh, it's pretty difficult to play it well. Only some of us have been able to play it well over the years. Easiest position. You see the ball no. coming in. You've got no accountability, really. You've got three other, four, five other blokes helping you out. What an easy position. Oh, Jesus, unbelievable. Uh, for 8.50, yeah, sign me up. Anyone could be, any, you could turn anyone into a halfback or an AFL these days, as long as they're an athlete, right? Yep. Uh, there, uh, no, they've got to be a footballer. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, exactly right. I'd rather start for 500 grand. The brother hasn't seen me this fired up since they ran out of Tawny Port at the Graysmith Bar at the MCG. <laughs> Unbelievable! No, nah, it's, it's 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 a lot of money for a backman. He's always going to get sure. back. all he has to do is punch and run. Yeah, it sounds, sounds a bit like what Stewie Dewey did up at the Gold Coast. Alrighty, <laughs> um, all right, let's have a quick hands with this one. You raised this one to me as well. Great Carlton seven win season. They finished with seven wins or less now since two thousand and fourteen. I don't know where they're going. Mm. They, they, they're not going. They, they don't look like they're going to push for the eight at all. Yeah. But they're not going to bottom out either. Yeah. So I can understand him going for a Zach Williams. You've got to pay the money to someone. Yeah. And they're going to free up a bit. Kerno's, uh, uh, Cruz is gone. Uh, Kate Simpson's gone as well too. So that's going to free up a little bit dollars-wise there. Hmm. Uh, Jack Silvani apparently wants to leave as well. He's had enough. He wants to go to Essendon. The rumours going around on the Twitter sphere. Yeah. Uh, you reckon you'll punch on with uh, Andy McGrath for the cover to number one? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think they're a seven-win team. And I don't know they're much better than a seven-win team. So with all of the – because that's now been one, two, three, Three coaches now in the past since 2014. Is it? Is it? That right? Yeah, half as many as Melbourne have had. Yep. So three coaches since 2014, yep. and they've all come up with seven wins each a season. Mm. What's What's been successful? Because they've made they've made <laughs> they've been close. They've been higher. They've been lower. What is it? <laughs> I just saw that come in. Oh, I love Big Trev. What a superstar. He's a superstar. Uh, yeah, I reckon Teague is a bit soft. 
but you don't know. Like that's just the person. But all the coaches these days are a bit soft. You, you, you think? Oh. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what, J Dog. My theory. I tell you what. My theory about coaches. Coaches coach the way they played. <laughs> I'm telling, mate. Should I get the ladder up again? It wouldn't matter if it was round nine or round. Yeah, hey, let's get round nine again. And bring let's it up get round again. nine up again. All right, here we go. Round let's eighteen. All right, here right here. Now, Port Adelaide. Who's your coach? Ken Hinckley. Ken Hinckley. Tough as nails. Half backer. Yeah. A half backer. Not really. All right. <laughs> uh, Brisbane Lions. Fags. Fags. He'd be. I. I wouldn't mess with Fags. He, he played Tasmanian. He, look, he looks hard. He looks hard. He's thick. Rich, uh, Richmond? Yeah, tough. Tough. Geelong Cats? Tough. Tough. West Coast Eagles? Simpson? Uh, yeah. Brett Simpson Ratton? He, he played on the ball, yeah. Ratton? Yep, yeah, absolutely. Bevo? I don't know how to get Bevo. I, oh, guess, I guess so. He, he was honest. Okay. Uh, Bucks? Tough. There you go. If we go down the list here, outside. Goodwin, Goodwin out- tough. Good, good mid, good mid for Adelaide during those years. Oh, I'll give you that. Cameron? Dunno. Nah. Teague? Nah. Longmuir? Nah. Essendon? Truck? I'm saying nah because it's him. Gold Coast Suns, Stewie Jew? Yeah. Can, can dominate finals and can we up against the wall? Clarko? Longmire? Gun? Yeah. North Melbourne? Reese Shaw? Enough said. And Matthew Nix, enough said. Telling you, mate, my theory, and there's a lot of lot of credibility to my theory. So okay. So so what are you saying about the seven the seven season wins since twenty fourteen? Does that does that stat shock you first? No. Okay. No. No. They've had no, they've had a lot of number one. They've had they've had more number one draft picks than most teams going around. So they should be moving up. But yeah. they, they're not, unfortunately. All righty. Uh, right, another one that's come up. Uh, oh, you asked me this one. Should have, should they have ordered out? Was the D's end of season review last year a bust? <laughs> it's a. It, it's like, why? Why would you do a review on your club? internally to highlight its faults. Mm. Yeah. If you already knew what the faults were, wouldn't you have got them fixed? Yeah. I think that was a massive mistake. A massive mistake. Stupid mistake. There's a couple of things, Peps. Apparently, you guys never reviewed your 2018 loss to West Coast. No. As a learning... As we know from you and I, from from our L and D backgrounds. Yep. Stop waving to your um your fans, mate. <laughs> it's a great way to mistakes are the best way to learn. Yep. And you never you know you never reviewed it. No, didn't think there was any need. We're going to re- apparently he said we'll review it after our next final. Okay, but he won't be the coach. You've lost two hard nosed assistants who apparently were pretty demanding on the players and really questioned who they were as players and as a team. Who were the two? McCartney. McCartney. And I, I, I... And Chris... Two seconds. I'll Google it. All right. That's okay. Don't worry about it. Uh, no, I um, I didn't want McCartney to go because ever since he's left, the development of the players has gone backwards. Yeah. We're a dumb club. I've, I've said it. Everybody knows. Everybody knows. Melbourne are the only club without a forward line coach. If you have a look at the thing that consistently le- lets us down is our forwards. And so guess what we're doing this this trade period? Going for a half back. Because <laughs> <laughs> that'll fix everything. Yeah. Sard's going to kick 50 off half back. Uh, it, no, it's a bust. And the thing is, is that it's, I reckon it's all the way down. The club haven't been challenged for quite a while. I don't think you can, you can use COVID as an excuse. And the reason why you can't use COVID as an excuse because you look at the team like your mob, your mob killed it. Brisbane yeah. killed it. Yeah, mind you, they didn't leave the state. Geelong killed it. St Kilda made finals. Collingwood made, Club still made finals, mate. St- they didn't yeah. let them affect them. So don't give me the COVID thing. And I can't, I, I can't only imagine how tough it is on family and everything across the board. Yeah. But it is a professional sport. They're getting paid bucket loads. They've got the perfect facilities. Everybody's in the one place. It's sunny. 
it's it's G Banger City between three and six every night. <laughs> what more could you ask for? Who does it fall on, Peps? Does it fall on Josh Marnie as fall- the as as a football operations? He's been there. I think he, he's been there a long time. Mm-hmm. I think we we do need to change it up from that perspective. Uh, I would also say that it, you know the, the president he did make a bit of a statement that we were putrid during the year and you know got a bleed after, for the, after bleed. our game. Yep. yep, yep. But since then we haven't heard anything. I think Goodwin needs to fire up. I'm sick of hearing we're learning. We're going through the. Pro- I couldn't give a shit, mate. Okay, I want you to just go. I'd rather you tell me. He's like Dan Andrews. Like I hear the same thing day in day out. Just tell me, look, you know what? We were crap today. We were putrid. Why can't yeah. why can't people just be honest instead of giving us the tag in the line? Yeah, right. And I reckon there's other other supporters out there that would be saying the same things about their about their coaches, etc. That they're sick of hearing the same thing doled out time and time and time again. I'm over. All right, I right. got another question that sort of links off this one here. The bust, your bust here. Do do you need do you need to <laughs> do you need oh good on you Huxy do you yeah. need to have um, a, a, a small rebuild and an example I give you yeah. is we traded out Chad Wingard yeah. to get in draft picks to move us up through and basically got uh, we got Rosie Butters and Dersmer in the one year yeah does Adelaide? Sorry, does Melbourne need to do something like that? Get rid of a player who is on the, who is good, uh, has currency to get a player, and maybe turn that pick into two picks in the top ten. I personally think that they don't need to go that far, but I reckon they've got they've got a bit of currency in a few players that because the way there's there's no background to the to the people in the draft this year. So unless you've seen them last year and you've had your tags on them the last couple of years. Mm. There hasn't been any VFL and there hasn't been anything to sort of flow on and, and, and analyze from a TAC perspective or any of them around that VFL, Waffle, etc. So I reckon you can have currency in players that you can move on. And the way I look at it is so regardless of who they are, the McDonald brothers you can flog off. You'd get something for them. Okay. You won't. Great. You won't. You'd get something. I didn't say you'd get a lot, but you'd get something. You'd get a third round. I've got a feeling, I've got a feeling that there will be one of Brayshaw, Viney. Will depart probably more so Brayshaw if Viney stays, which is the rumor that they think he's going to be hanging around. Uh, yeah. You could probably get rid of someone, one of the guys. Um, Jaden Hunt might have a bit of might have a bit of currency. Kick four on the weekend. Yeah. When I say, now, when I say currency, I'm talking. I'm not talking two first round draft picks or a late. You might get a late second round or early third. Yeah. What you're able to do is then bucket load those together, put them together for. Points perspective, and then trade that for something else. Yeah. So I reckon they can they can rebuild with players that are out there, mm. and I think that a lot of clubs are going to go down that route this year. So I don't think they need a massive mate. They missed it by a game, and two stupid games that they lost were the, was the Fremantle and the Sydney games. They should have got across the line with those two. Yeah. But they didn't take it. So I think the game they know when they play, they play well. It's it's all up here. Yeah. And I don't think we're getting the most of them out here. And I want to know what the difference is between clubs like Geelong, West Coast. There was a, a, a fascinating stat which I heard, which is something along the lines of West Coast have played in 25 out of their 34 years in the league. Yeah, it's incredible, isn't it? That's, that's epic. We've had that many coaches yeah. in that, that time frame. <laughs> I'm actually just on the number of web page looking through your coaches. <laughs> we've got a few, haven't we? We've, yeah, we've, we've almost got an all-Australian team of coaches. But so, you know, there's lots of clubs out there that are in the same the same boat. If you look at anyone in the probably positions as nine, ten, eleven, which is us, GWS and Carlton and Frio, yeah. even you don't need much to take it to the next level. And it showed St Kilda they put, brought in five quality players, not superstars. And that was enough to take him to the next level. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just I'm just interested to see what Melbourne are going to do because they've been here for so long now. Like they've just missed the eight. They've just done this. Like it's always just the the just I just just just. Yeah. We're the new Richmond. We're the new Richmond. And, you know, okay. this, is, this is a great comment. I don't think the whole thing's going to come up online, but it basically says uh, having Richo in the box isn't going to get you in the eight. I think it will. 
Uh, he's great at developing, but he can't take a team to the next level. And Goodwin Edge coach has been there and done that. Personally, uh, Nikki, and congratulations for your Saints making it. Uh, I will give credit where credit's due. They were awesome to get there. I actually thought they were going to fall out, and you've heard that. I don't think either of them can take him to the next level, to be honest. I just don't I just don't think that they can. You know, it's four years down the track. We fluked a final series. It shouldn't you shouldn't be doing that. With the list that you've got, can you look at me and tell me, and, and this is all with respect, is St Kilda's list as good as Melbourne's? Are they par? Is even Collingwood? Like are they par? I like, think you know what I'm saying. Like, they're not. Yeah. There's not a massive difference between the two. Yeah, St Kilda have a better structure to their game. They have a game plan, and Melbourne I mean. don't. We don't have a game plan. Our game yeah. plan is we don't know what our game plan is. All well, right. maybe maybe you should guys should be in line for Joe Danaher <laughs> for a forward for a big forward again. Uh, take Brown. I take Ben Brown. <laughs> yeah. Kick 60 goals for, you know, over four years. He has one bad year and they get rid of him. It's North lost there. That just proves that North game plan didn't play to him yeah. because Backman couldn't work him out for four years. Yeah. And I just think that, unfortunately, his body can't hold up. He played two two games and wasn't able to get back on. And he looked like an, he looked worse than Tom McDonald running around on the weekend. <laughs> shocking. Absolutely shocking. Um, rightio, I've got one for you, my friend. Okay. Lace Out's best interview. Who was our best guest, do you reckon, in our first 100 episodes? Let me just go through some, let's just go through some of the names that we've had the pleasure of interviewing. Ricky well, you Nixon. Have, you have, you have. Oh, well, I have, but so uh, yeah. Ricky Nixon, uh, Justin Charles, mm-hmm. Sean Smith, mm-hmm. uh, Teddy Richards last year as well, too. Yeah. Uh, Grant Thomas, uh, Tommy Hunter. Yeah, so we've, we've had some quality and potentially a couple little ones coming up uh, towards the end of the season, which we're not going to tell you who they are, but very excited. And if we can get one to do a video chat, we don't know what the hell's going to happen. <laughs> um, the Love Machine had made a couple of appearances. Sister and Laura made a couple of appearances. Uh, yeah, so out of everyone there, mm. was there one interview that you went, oh, that was, a, that was an eye-opener, that one? Um. I probably like the Sean Smith one, and that's just a personal one because, like Ricky Nixon, as as interesting and as weird as he is, I just I just can't get into Ricky Nixon. Yep. I just can't do it. But the Sean Smith one talking about um, men's health in particular is really good, so I really like that one. Although I know I know uh, Love Machines on here. And yes, your podcasts were very good, Love Machine. I had a, I had a bit of a laugh. <laughs> I um I did also forget Jack Fitzpatrick as well too. So he was actually what I did. His was a two parter because it went quite two, long. Yeah, he was actually really good. We could have gone for another two hours. It's just that the Skype fell out. Unfortunately, we ran oh, out. Oh, that why? Ran uh, out of credit. Ran out of credit. Uh, but he was awesome because he t- he spoke about the day the one eight six episode and what yes. he was doing that day. Yeah. Uh, the one that I did, the one that I had a really sort of awesome experience doing was the Justin Charles one. If you get a chance to listen to that one, there was no holds barred whatsoever. You could ask, yeah. I could ask him anything. And we sat down face to face and had a chat. And when he opened up about why he took steroids mm. and the whole reasoning mm. behind that, that just showed mm. me that, you know, he, that was the only thing that he could do to keep his body right to go to the next level. Yeah. And he wasn't, he did not hide behind it. He did nothing along those lines. And it was just great to hear that. But I would agree the Sean Smith one, because we, we, he played a, he played a season uh, at his kill and I got to, we got to know him a little bit, et cetera. It was interesting to sort of see him from that perspective and then what's happened. Um, yeah. And that has been the episode. I think that most people have come out, which is surprising because I thought a lot of high end type of guests, if you know what I mean, would have gotten more of a reaction, but yeah. that was the one that got a lot more because of the whole concussion thing and how that happened and things where he was saying that he played a game, got knocked out. And at the end of the day was asking his girlfriend at the time, but why are you here? She's yeah. played footy. He goes, doesn't, doesn't even, and they'd throw them back on. Yeah, and now well, that's the, what that's you know fallen into. So yeah, it's that was the one that got the, the biggest. But oh man, everybody's who's been on it throughout the entire hundred episodes. Absolutely, from the bottom of my heart, thank you very much. Yeah, and we've got Absolutely. plenty more where that comes from. Yep. 
Easy done. All right. We're going to our last thing. We never did this at the start before. We have to, before we finish up, we have to spin the magnet. So who's getting your three votes for their, for their, for their performance this year? Mm-hmm. And who's going to get dragged for their performance? So let's, um, you know, let's start with the ne- let's start with the negative this time. Let's start with a bit of uh, a bit of Barassi first off, people. Haley off, Ali Ruth on. Bloody week of piss. That's it. That's it. All right. So who's getting dragged? Oh, I love listening to that. Good old school. Who's getting dragged? Who was the worst? What was the worst performance for the season? Worst performance for the season. All right, I'm going to put this down to two teams, actually. Okay. The return of AFL football post-COVID era. The game between Richmond and Collingwood. (laughs) (laughs) My God, if that was was the big bang that we were waiting for, that, that was the most underwhelming moment of 2020. My uh, getting dragged goes to chat Annal 7 commentary team. Okay. They have made the game almost unbearable (laughs) to listen to. (laughs) They are, they're putrid. I think something like 53 rhetorical questions Bruce McAvaney asked during one game a couple of weeks ago. Mm. BT just continually talks about it. Wowee, wowee, can't be, you can't be. Das is a putz. Lingy's just a ginger ninja. Brayshaw goes out of control. I wouldn't mess with the duck. But they're just, they're just ruining the game. They Instead of just letting the game breathe and letting the vision tell the story, they have to fill in every single moment with something to say. A bit like this podcast. And it's disgusting. It's it grinds my gears more than anything. It's shocking. Yep. And I can't wait. That's why whenever I hear a Foxtel game, mate, straight on the Foxtel games, unfortunately, we still have to listen to Dwayne Russell. Yeah. But or, I'll, t- I'll take the Foxtels over. Or Derm. Derm kills me. Uh, Rashudo for me at Port Adelaide games, that absolutely does my nut in from uh, Fox <laughs> What else was my nut in? Oh, God. I'm just trying to think, going back through all the footy commentating stuff. Yeah, that's it at the moment. Mm. <laughs> all right, then. Well, the last thing that we have to ask is who's going to get this? This could be for the week or for the year. Who gets that? <laughs> <laughs> I'll do that again. Three votes. There all right. Go. My three votes is Port Adelaide. Um, start to finish. How can I not give them the three votes? How can I not give a team that finished eleventh last year to finish number on the top this year with only three losses for the whole year? How could I not give them the three votes? Okay, so I give my three votes. It's a great, it's a great recommendation. Um, I'm giving my three votes to St Kilda. Oh, yep. Uh, I'm giving them. To, I'm giving them uh, to St Kilda because of what they were able to do over the off season and then be able to bring it into the season with everything that's going on. And I like that. I know a lot of people who are St Kilda supporters. Yeah. I get stuck in here every single week, but I'm telling you now I'm more jealous than anything. That's what it comes down to. I'm just jealous. <laughs> All right. All right. You've done fantastic. And look, I hope, I hope you go deep and then you do another Milne in the grand final is by point. I really hope you go deep. The other one I give my three votes to is, is a Melbourne player. Christian Petrarca because we've always been here for so long is he going to get there is he going to get there is he going to get there this year he was an absolute sensation and I tell you some of the football that he played if you didn't get a Chubbs Farquhar watching it there's something wrong with you he was sensational this year Yeah, I just hope he doesn't get second year blues if you know what I mean he takes it to another step and Bailey Fritch you need to get on his coattails and follow Petrarca around the season and uh, also, I'll throw one out to Stephen May because he had an absolute sensational year after what he produced last year. So for those two, you're getting my three votes. Three votes. <laughs> All righty. Uh, righty, I think the siren has sung. I think we're uh, we're wrapping this one up, my friend. So uh, what do you reckon, mate? What do you reckon? What would you like to say? 100th episode. It's, we're finished. It's in the can. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pump up some tunes as we uh, sort of work our way out of this one. 
It is. We're moving it towards September Action. What a great song. I know. I know. It's an absolute belted song. It's a classic. Look, I want, oh. to, I want to thank all the listeners, firstly, and then all the watchers recently because. <laughs> huh? Thank you. Um, thank you all for basically being part of it. Uh, Peps and I really couldn't have done it without you. Uh, sending us stuff, sending us messages, sending us videos. We didn't get a video. Death threats. Uh, our chat. Uh, our oh, the chat. We love the chat. We love the comments on Facebook. We couldn't have done it without you. And 100 episodes. It's, what is it? Three, four seasons now. So thank you so much for being part of it. And hopefully uh, you've seen a growth in what we've done. And, and hopefully you can be there to see us for 100 more episodes. Exactly right. And I'd just like to uh, thank once again the J-Dog. Got him on board after uh, probably the first 20-odd and all that. I need someone. I need someone to bounce off. I need. I need a straight man. Laurel needs Hardy. Stasky needed Hutch. All right. <laughs> and so I needed. I needed the straight man. I needed someone who could keep me on the on the straight and narrow. And the only man that I could think of was the J Dog because he loves football just as much as I do. So thank you very much. I thank yes. everybody. I thank the family. I thank. I thank uh, everybody for being patient. I still can't work out this technology. I might have to get the kids in to help me out. But we'll be back next week. Next week, we start talking about the finals extravaganza. Four games, eight teams. It's been the big dance, baby. VIPs only. So tune in. We're going to be live again Tuesday night. Tell all your friends. Tell your mama. See everybody else. Um, Sonny needed Cher, exactly right. <laughs> Batman needed Robin. <laughs> Tracy needed Lords. Jenna needed Damison. Whitney Houston needed. Whitney Houston needed. Um, yeah, let's not go there. We won't go there. All right. <laughs> Have a great week. We'll see you this time next week for episode 101. We're raising the bat. The kids are going to run onto the field and celebrate with us. Have a great week. If your team doesn't, if your team's playing, and a Mad Monday wrap up as well too. Photos, photos from the hub. We're going to see them. Get on your Snapchat, send them through. Have a great week. Jamie, you're a star. Listeners, you're awesome. Viewers, fantastic. Dirties. Go power. And have a great week. See you then. See you, listeners. Thanks for listening to our latest episode. If you haven't done so already, make sure to subscribe, rate, and leave a review on iTunes. I'm your host, Chris Pepper, and with Jamie Wallace, we give you your footy how you want it. Ice out.